to burn body fat. That's right. Everybody wants to know how to burn more body fat, right? Of course you do. So, there's some general tips I can give you. It's not like you're going to try and do show prep or go get ready to be on the beach with a freaking eight pack in the next four weeks. I'm talking about everybody. What can we do? The average Joe who doesn't know anything. Let's discuss all the tips. Or maybe you are an elite athlete or somebody's been doing this for a long time. Maybe I'll cover some things that you've overlooked. You know five great tips, but maybe you're missing four. I'm going to throw out there. Who knows? So let's cover some stuff so you can start melting that body fat that you hate so much. Your human body is remarkably adaptable. Even if years and years of neglect have allowed you to put pounds on. I'm talking serious poundage. Like, you're so fat, you look in the mirror and you want to throw up. You cannot stand looking at yourself naked. You can't even believe that your wife or husband will stand looking at you. Or maybe you're single and you're thinking, I will never find anybody who will look at this naked body and be able to put up with it. Well, let's start with some simple steps here. Stay off the scale. Okay, you got to come up with a plan and all these other things first. But one thing people do obsessively is they get on the scale. I mean, if you are lifting weights or you're doing a diet, the scale can fluctuate up and down and up and down and your your water weight overnight can go up and down. Sodium intake could change that. The scale can lie to you and it can change your way you're feeling from moment to moment, from day to day, from the beginning of the day to the end of the day when you step on it. Body composition is the marker of how you really measure where you are going with weight training, with cardiovascular, and with diet. And I hate the word diet because diet means you comprise a lifestyle around one of these major dietary guidelines that is going to be what you choose as a target, so to speak. And you're going to do it for the next eight weeks or I'm going to do it for the next month. Whatever. That's a diet. Diets don't work. Diets cause rebounds. Diets are not lifestyle changes. You need to make a lifestyle change in your eating habits so it's something you can stick with and learn to love. So you're not waiting for the next chance to cheat and cram a bunch of garbage in your face. Because it's never going to work. If you don't fall in love with your eating lifestyle and learn to love eating natural, whole, healthy foods instead of processed garbage foods and sugars and all the bad stuff that most people base their dietary intake off of, then you're never going to get anywhere. So change the word diet into I am changing my lifestyle. My eating habits are becoming a lifestyle. And then the scale can be a great tool to every once in a while check your measurements of where you're getting. And I know scales now have gotten amazing where they can tell you what your body fat percentage is and all these different things. The scales are getting freaking amazing. Like they do a better job than the trainer at the gym with his calipers doing five um, 
skin fold pulls on you and giving you the percentage of that difference and telling you what your body fat percentage is. I mean, it's probably about the same effectiveness as some of these scales are now. Because there's going to be a variance. There's going to be a difference there. 3%, 5% difference, positive or negative, of whether it's exactly accurate. But it gives you a guideline of where you're at. And you could do multiple things. You could go to your scale and you could go to a trainer. And every time you want to find your body fat percentage out, you could take the mean average of multiple different um, things. I mean, it could be the scale. It could be the trainer. It could be whatever. I don't know. Just... Anyways, you can get really deep into it, deep into it, if you want to go that deep. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. My throat was getting a little dry. Anyways, so the point is train hard, eat right. Eat right is the most important thing. And if you're training, like with weights, you might put on a little muscle. But you're trying to lose fat at the same time. So what if you gained a pound of muscle and you lost two pounds of fat? Then you see one pound difference on the scale. Or maybe you don't because you gained a little water weight overnight. And then you see the scale hasn't changed. Or maybe it went up. But you don't know realistically that you're actually making progress in the right direction. You gained a pound of muscle and lost a pound of fat. That's great, but the scale just maybe told you a different story and made you depressed and started out your day horrible. So stay away from the scale anyways. It's not the best way to measure. The mirror is. I'm honestly telling you. The verdict is, bottom line, if you are seeing progress in the mirror, if you're seeing lines, definition, the mirror can tell a better story and also your clothes can tell a better story. If you're starting to see the waistline of your pants fitting your body better, that's a good sign. Um, if your guy and the arms of your shirt are starting to get a little tighter, then that's probably not from fat. That's probably because you've been working out your arms and they're starting to grow. Um, so look at look at things that can identify you're making progress instead of always looking at the scale. And going, I'm fatter or I'm leaner based on that. Okay, and obviously, we've got to all know this by now. You have to reduce your calorie intake. It's mathematical. You have to reduce your calorie intake to lose body fat. Now, you don't have to do it drastically. I'm 300 pounds and I want to be 150. So you don't have to set your calorie intake at that of a 150 pound individual to reach that. No, that's harsh. That is going to cause problems because it is such a severe change you're making in your calorie intake. Go, I am 300 pounds and I want to be 250. Let's change the calorie intake for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. See what that does for me. If you reach 250 pounds quick, then change it to 200 pounds calorie intake. Whatever the macronutrients is, protein, carbs, fat, you'll figure that out. But calories need to be reduced gradually with your progress and your goal so don't try and make some huge calorie switch do it gradually as you make progress as you burn that fat change the goal and this is another thing vary your calorie intake if your calorie intake is going to be 1,500 calories for the next month, it's okay to have 1,600 calories one day and maybe 1,300 calories one day. Actually, the variability can keep your metabolism guessing so it doesn't become stagnant. Stagnant. 
You want to keep the the fire stoked inside your metabolism. So thermogenesis, so fat burning continues. So it is constantly moving forward. So it doesn't mean do something stupid like throw a donut in your diet. I'm not talking something fucking crazy like that. Do something realistic. If it's 1500 calorie diet that you're on, then maybe have another a piece of chicken or maybe you know there's a salad dressing that you like that you're going to have a little bit extra of or something of that sort or maybe one day you're just feeling like you can bear eating a little bit less so you're going to tough it out that day and maybe eat half of one of your meals or something of that sort then tomorrow you get back to eating the same you eat the normal calories that you have on your plan. So caloric variation is good. And that's where lots of people get into the cheap meal. If you're serious about losing weight, burning fat, fuck cheap meals. Don't base your dieting off of every week I get a cheap meal. You'll never make progress this way. You need to find a lifestyle habit of eating that you can stick with. Now, it's going to be a little bit more difficult in the beginning when you are trying to get to the body weight and the shape you desire. So don't think that necessarily it's always going to be this tough. But don't do a diet that is so rough that you want to have one day out of the week where you can have a cheat meal and eat a pizza or a hamburger or a donut. The people that get to the point where they're doing this are people that are lifestyle um, dietitians. Like they're, 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 they're living it. They already have the body that they want. They eat like 95% whole foods, perfect, good, healthy, what the body needs. And then 5% of the time, if that's the that one cheat day or cheat meal that they have, it's not a big deal because they already are at the weight they want. They look the way they want. A cheat meal is going to be great for them. It's going to stoke their metabolism. It's going to fill up their glycogen stores in their muscles and in their liver and their blood. Maybe they need it. But if you are fat or fatter, whatever term you want to look at it, you're not the desired body weight. Then don't look forward to cheat meals. This is not the principle to base your lifestyle eating habits on. Just saying. Okay, and obviously, if you are looking to burn fat, train with weights. Resistance training helps burn fat. There's numerous studies that have been done on this that prove that weight training burns calories linked to body fat. Unlike aerobic exercise, weight training increases the calories you burn at rest for up to 39 hours after you get done with the workout. Cardiovascular training does not do that. Plus, the more muscle your body ends up gaining, the more calories you will burn every day, even while you are at rest. Even if the goal is solely to lose body fat, you need to train with weights. It'll help you prevent any of the weight you lose being from your muscle. You want it to be from body fat. So, yes. Do train with weights. Do train with the weights. I'm telling you. I mean, that should just, the, that one study I cited alone, you can burn more calories at rest after a weight training workout for 39 
hours. This is because of trauma induced from tearing in muscle fibers. You don't get any tearing of muscle fibers from doing cardiovascular work. It's a workout on your heart and your lungs. That's great, but you get a workout on your heart and your lungs from a serious weight training session too. Plus, you're getting micro tears in your muscles that have to heal. Do the weight training. Don't be scared of it, especially if you're a girl. Don't give me that bullshit. I don't want to get big and bulky. You're not going to get big and bulky unless you keep eating fucking donuts. That's what's going to make you big and bulky. You're not going to turn into... Uh, Ronnie Coleman or Jay Keller, if you don't know who they are, they're humongous bodybuilders. You're not going to turn into a bodybuilder because you go lift weights hard. You don't have testosterone. You don't have the hormones. You don't have the ability to build muscle like a man. Even men will tell you. They go bust their ass at the gym and they can't look like Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler or Arnold Schwarzenegger because they're not taking anabolic steroids. And as long as you're not taking anabolic steroids, ladies, you're not going to have to worry about getting big and bulky. All it's going to do is tone you up and maybe add a little bit of extra muscle here and there on your body. And if in total on your chest, your shoulders, your arms, your back, your legs, your glutes, your calves, you can add a total of one pound of muscle or two pounds of muscle. Those that extra pound or two of muscle is going to burn more calories every day for you as long as you maintain it as long as you keep going because it is alive it's living physiological tissue that needs to consume calories to stay in place so it raises your metabolism Body fat is storage tissue. It does not consume calories while you are sitting on your ass. It's a place for you to put away extra calories. Okay, enough of that. I think I've talked enough about it. Do high intensity intervals. Hit. H-I-I-T. Okay, if you're looking to burn fat, hit training is good. It means alternating a brief period of high-intensity exercise with brief rest periods. This can be done various different ways. The result is you get more progress in less amount of time. Uh, Interval methods can include like jump and rope. But you could do like a brief warm-up and then... Jump the rope as fast as you can for 10 to 20 seconds, followed by 30 seconds at a slower cadence. You could be on the treadmill. You could go 20 seconds of a fast sprint, like 6.5 to 7.5 miles per hour sprint. 20 seconds, that's all I'm talking about. Then bring it back down, 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, Rest at 3.5 to 4 miles an hour. You're holding on to the treadmill here so you don't fall and bust your ass. Then boom, back up 10 to 20 seconds. Do that fast pace. You alternate back and forth, back and forth. You can do hit principles outside of cardio as well. It can be done with weights. Something to look into. Okay, and don't just avoid fats because you want to burn fat. Good fats actually help you lose fat. Yes, I said it. Build muscle, recover from workouts faster. Yep. Healthy fats have a myriad of health benefits, including being good for your heart. So what are the good fats, right? polyunsaturated ones like omega-3s. You've heard of omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, the healthy fats. Your brain freaking uses these. They're in a lot of your biological functions that your body needs. It's not for putting fat on your stomach or your back or your ham hocks. Some of the things that contain these are fish, especially fish, nuts, monosaturated uh, kind, um, such as from like peanut butter, olive oil, egg yolks have 
these omega fats. Yes, omega, the, the, I'm sorry, egg yolks are not bad. A lot of people think egg yolks are horrible. It is where a lot of the cholesterol and fat of the egg is, but that's good stuff. Egg whites are just pure protein, yes, if that's what you feel like you need. But good Lord, I believe the egg yolks are the best part of the egg. So anyways, past that, cutting carbs. If you want to burn fat, cut carbohydrates. You don't have to necessarily cut them all all the way out, but you have got to get rid of processed carbohydrates, sugars. Lots of dairy products have sugars and are horrible anyways for the inflammatory nature they have on your body. Starches. Carbs need to be from good sources like oatmeal and vegetables and just low glycemic index carbohydrates. I mean like rice, white potatoes, sweet potatoes, all vegetables are good carbohydrates because they literally consume more calories being burnt in your body to break them down than you're taking in. So, anyways, carbs are big. Cut your carbs, but keep carbs in. You don't have to get rid of them. Take in good carbohydrates. Get rid of anything that mankind is putting in a box or a bag or a can or any bullshit like that. Get whole foods. Learn to cook. Don't eat out. Make sure you're making it. And then cut your carbs back, but eat the good carbs. I said just cut your carbs at night before bedtime. Now, there is theories where you can cut carbohydrates out completely from your diet, except for just before bedtime with your dinner. It can work. Now, there's always experimentation with everybody because everybody is different. No one size fits all. That's why I'm giving you loads of different ways to do this. This is one of the biggest ones for me. Increase your protein. Do not be scared of protein. Increasing protein intake will increase your metabolism more than any other food. That is right. You will burn more calories processing protein products than any other food out there. Processed foods involve almost no metabolism. Carbohydrates that are good for you involve some metabolism. They have to be broken down and deciphered into their other um, biological vitamins and minerals that can be used by the body then you have vegetables they're a little bit more difficult to break down involving more metabolism but then there's the king protein it takes the most metabolism to break down proteins is why you should always have proteins in your diet if you want to burn fat so let's see here The studies I'm looking at on this are fantastic. There's so many, so much proof that you need to have protein in your diet. The amount of calories you burn, the metabolism being sped up from eating protein is amazing. Try and get in one gram per pound of body weight per day. That is my recommendation. There's other recommendations out there, especially if you're a bodybuilder or a power lifter, strongman competitor. These guys sometimes are eating two grams of protein per pound of body weight. So, anyways, and on some of these diets, it's hard to do it all with whole foods and guys get into using protein powders but if you want the most effective means of burning body fat eat your food 
don't take in processed foods like protein powders and protein bars if you're trying to lose fat. Okay, next. This will be dispelled by many people. Many people will say, fuck you, Jay, you're full of shit. I say eat smaller meals more frequently throughout the day. Five to six meals, not two to three feasts. Instead, eat smaller meals, stoking your metabolism more times throughout the day. This will ensure that you supply your body with the nutrients necessary to gain some muscle, if that's what you're looking for, and also ramp up metabolism burning fat. Bonus, your resting metabolic rate increases. It will also prevent your body from kicking into starvation mode, which can happen when too much time elapses between meals. If this happens, your body will start burning muscle for energy and increasing your body fat stores, as well as slowing down your metabolism. This is the exact opposite of what you want to happen. Don't be the kind of person that complains about your situation but never does anything to improve it. Don't become happy with the status quo of being miserable. Seriously. Use this knowledge, get on it, and do something with it. Now, I'm not done. There's more. So you're asking, how many calories do you need to take in to make sure you burn fat? That's a great question, right? You got to know how many calories you need to take in. We're all different. So the number of calories we need every day differs too. How much energy you burn depends on your age. It depends on your size, your weight, your activity level. This total amount you burn is known as your total daily energy expenditure. You can get a good idea of what your calories should be using a total daily energy expenditure calculator. T-D-E-E. T-D-E-E calculator. You can use the calculator and provide your statistics and you'll get a pretty accurate level of what your caloric intake per day should be. Then you can construct diet plans based off this. And you have to be honest. Of course, you don't want to lie. You'll be able to put in, you know, your body weight, your female, your age, your male, whatever. So, now... One thing you got to consider too is I am a male and I am 350 pounds and I need a baseline to find out where I'm at right now. I have a sedentary job working at a computer. I do not go to the gym. So usually these TDEE calculators will give you a spot to put all this stuff in. So be honest about it. I am minimally active. I'm 350 pounds. Um, I'm a male. Blah, blah, blah. Fill it all in accurately and see what it says your daily calorie intake should be. Okay, now you got to do a little legwork. You got to start looking at what you're taking in. Make a journal. From the beginning of the day to the end of the day, everything you put in your fucking mouth, write it down. I had to drop an F-bomb because people don't take this seriously. Everything counts. Everything you drink, everything you eat, to the gum you fucking chew. I don't care what it is. To a piece of candy you're sucking on. That piece of candy could have 50 fucking calories. If you're sucking on freaking 10 of them a day, well, how many calories is that? 10 times 50? What is it, fucking 500? Just come on, man. Be honest. Everything you're doing, write it down. Figure out how many calories it is. See if you're coming where you're supposed to be for that weight. And then you can put in the weight you want to be at. And maybe you're going to start going to the gym so you can put um, 
a little bit more activity into the calculator. And it can calculate what you need to be having for calories in. If you want to be 250 pounds. You see what I'm saying here? I mean, it's a calculator. It's a tool that can help. So macros. I already talked about this earlier. The the macros are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. The human body is mostly made up of water. After that comes protein. So I don't know how anybody gets away with being vegan. I really don't. Vegetarian, vegan, whatever. I know there are amino acids that make up some vegetables and there's ways around this where you don't have to eat animals, but I am not in this group. I love you guys that are vegetarians, vegans, whatever out there. I understand that you don't want to eat animals, but yes, and the industry is horrible. It's very unethical the way they kill these animals, the way they live, um, the way they're slaughtered, treated. All of it's fucking horrible, and it's because of the standards that our society has allowed. Our governments have allowed this shit. So, it sucks. I'm not saying it's it's great, but I want protein in my diet because I know that human beings need protein. And if I didn't have the ability to grab it at the grocery store, I would get my hunting license and a gun and I would go out and I would shoot a fucking elk in its brains and I would drag it home, skin it, gut it, butt fuck it and take its meat. Um, just joking. I wouldn't do the butt fucking part, but I definitely would take the meat out. And if you go kill an animal that is a thousand pounds, it's probably going to feed you for a half a year or a year or something like that. And your family too, you know? So I don't know why I'm getting off talking about this. Anyways, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. You got to have protein in your diet. Okay, next, carbohydrates are the preferred form of fuel that your body needs. Okay, you can burn fat as fuel. It's very hard to get into ketosis, and it is not your body's preferred form of energy. Now, simple sugary carbs have their place when you need fast energy, but for the most part, you should eat complex, slow-burning carbs. Not all the trash that's in processed foods, all the sugary candy bars and bullshit that's out there. I mean, literally almost everything processed has sugar in it to make it somewhat addictive, to give you a dopamine hit, to get you coming back to it, to eat more of it than you need to. I'm talking stuff that doesn't even need it. If you look in processed foods, like some meats even have sugar put in them. If you allow the grocery store to season your meats, look, you'll find sugar in the shit. You'll find sugar in stuff that doesn't even make any sense. Even beware of some of your seasonings that you're using to flavor your foods with. They put sugar in it. What the it's in everything. So you got to start reading nutrition labels. If you want to make progress and you want to join those of us out there who are aware and living a fulfilled life by having a lifestyle diet that is conducive for health and fitness and being vigorously healthy, you have to look at nutritional labels. They have to put this stuff on the label. They can't hide it. So if there's sugars in the stuff, look under carbohydrates. Yes, it'll be under carbohydrates. So you don't necessarily have to read the ingredient list. But if you have to read an ingredient list, I say you should say the hell with that food anyways. Get away from it. But anyways, I'm getting off on a carb kick there. So excess carbs, just remember this. Excessive carbs are stored as body fat. And the higher the glycemic index of any carbohydrate, if it's sugary, it's almost instantly just stored away as body fat. Unless you're in the middle of running a marathon or doing something very physically strenuous. So stay away from sugary stuff. And stay away from excess carbs. Eat as much as you need to give you some energy throughout the day, but not excessive amounts. 
Body fat has a number of purposes too. Our bodies store energy in fat tissue. This is for the moments when you're starving. Your body has excess body fat. So when you go through long starvation periods where you cannot get food, you have body fat to tap into. That is where this mechanism came from. Well, we don't really deal with starvation anymore. So what else can body fat possibly serve a purpose for? Well, it keeps you insulated from high and low temperatures. It protects your vital organs, the visceral body fat between all of your organs. It is very dangerous when this visceral fat grows from being obese. But there's good and there's bad. But most people eat way too much fat, especially saturated and trans fats. Just know that we do need fat. You just need the right kinds of fats. Okay, so let's go over a couple of good protein sources. Lean red meats, chicken. Try and get rid of the skin if you're going to eat the chicken. I like chicken tenderloins, tenders. They're awesome. Turkey. I eat ground turkey all the time. It does not make me sleepy. Fuck the tryptophan bullshit that's been going around forever. Turkey's not going to knock you out unless you eat five pounds of it. What happens at most Thanksgivings where people are eating turkey is they're also eating tons of heavy food like stuffing and apple pie and all that other crap. That's what puts you into a coma. It's not the turkey and the tryptophan. Anyways, more good proteins. Fish. Some dairy can be okay, but most I would stay away from if you're looking to lose fat. That's just a little bit. I mean, like eggs, we know are great. I told you that already. Let's go to carbs. The glycemic index is a measure of the food's ability to elevate your blood sugar. I told you this. High glycemic index foods, stay away from them in general. The lower the glycemic index, the better the carb choice. So what are some of the best carbohydrate choices? Sweet potatoes, yams, beans, rice, oatmeal, vegetables, all vegetables, all fibrous types of vegetables. Yes, you burn more calories digesting vegetables than you take in unless you're eating like maybe carrots or corn or green peas that are sugary. But still, nonetheless, vegetables are wonderful for you. I just not, I would not base a diet off of them, but they're great. And of course, fruits, fruits can be great too. Like especially berries, apples, um, grapefruits, lots of berries are excellent. The thing you got to be careful with here is fructose. Fructose is a form of sugar that's in all of fruits. So, especially be careful eating high sugar fruits like bananas, uh, strawberries, pears. I don't know, man. Just it's picky choosy. Some of them, some fruits have a good deal of fiber that blunts the secretion of insulin when you take them in. Like apples have pectin fiber along with the fructose. So the excretion of insulin is not as high from eating an apple as it is a banana. Banana is more like just eating a candy bar. Of course, it's not as bad as a candy bar because it's fruit. It has lots of vitamins and minerals and potassium and good things that are in it. So anyways, you got a good list there. Just be a little bit more judicious with your fruits. Don't go crazy with fruits. Use them maybe certain times of the day, like maybe for breakfast. After you did fasted cardio when you woke up first first thing in the morning, you got you did 30, 45 minutes of cardio right when you got out of bed. Then you had um, 
a half cup of oatmeal with an apple and you had four eggs. Great meal. Perfect. Now don't eat any more fruit for the rest of the day. Or maybe your workouts later, you're going to do a weight training session in the afternoon, five o'clock. Maybe have an apple, maybe have some berries and a protein shake right after your workout, something like that, you know. Carbs to avoid. I think everybody knows the carbs to avoid. Cookies, cakes, pastries, candy, white flour, high sugary foods, Dr. Pepper, Coke, Little Debbie, any of the fucking evil satanic fucking foods that are out there like the ones I just named. Stay away from them. They're the devil. They're looking to kill you. They will kill you. You'll have a slow, horrible, fat fucking death eating this shit. So stay away from the stuff. Okay, fats. As with carbs, some people think the way to lose weight is to cut out every scrap of fat in their diet, but you do need some fat to give your body the nutrients it needs and to make yourself feel full so you won't feel so hungry in between meals. Fat can do this. Also, fiber can do it too, and you do get fiber from some forms of carbs like talked about oatmeal well you can do flaxseed there's lots of different things that have high fiber but anyways that's another thing let's go on ahead with fats here good fats cold water fish sunflower seeds walnuts almonds peanut butter olive oil okay and there's lots of different oils i don't have a great list of oils here right now but coconut oil olive oil Oh, sometimes butter can be good. Um, Beef tallow, like beef fat. Um, Sometimes cottage cheese can be good. Depends on what you're really trying to achieve because cottage cheese has sugar in it too. Um, You can get low-fat cottage cheese, but then it's got high sugar. So, I mean, you just got to be careful what you grab. You can get real pure um, yogurt. And it's got some fat in it. If you get real yogurt, it doesn't have any sugar and it's bitter. You can't go buy Dannon's. But anyways, avoid high fat meats, high fat dairy, kind of like I was talking about. High fat salad dressings, like salad dressings are almost a no-no. Deep fried foods are an absolute fucking no. And then everybody that just throws butter on everything and cooks in butter, no, that's not going to work. You're not going to get anywhere if you're doing that. Plan your meals. But now you know how many calories you can consume every day and still lose weight if you looked into the calculator like I was talking about. To find out where you're at and what you, how many calories you need to eat. You've got to figure out how your calories should be divided up into protein, carbs, and fats. Your micronutrients. And once you have some idea about where you're going to find those sources, go get them. Get to shopping. Then you got to put together your meals. So you're prepared If you're not prepared, you will end up eating garbage out somewhere. Fast food, restaurants, whatever your friend offers you, whatever a co-worker has, the box of donuts in the break room, the candy sitting on your boss's desk. Fuck all that shit. It's not going to help you get anywhere. And if you allow yourself the slack of doing a little here, a little there, this won't matter. That won't matter. You'll never see any progress and you'll say it's because the diet doesn't fucking work and you'll go back and use your excuses to to repeat eating the way you used to. You've got to make a full-on dedication or you will not move forward. So... I've given you loads of information and examples to do something with today. And listen, this is how to burn fat in the most simple and elementary beginning form and fashion that I can possibly share it with you. Now, if you were my client, we could break it down and we could do it more detailed. And that's where it gets different. What I'm trying to do here is offer the layman, this person that doesn't know anything, 
the most simple way to get started doing this. Just think about different ways you can set up your diet with the foods that I talked about and structure it to where you're getting in, I say, five to six meals a day. Now, it's not big meals, it's little meals. Like, just example, like I said earlier, in the morning, have a half a cup of oatmeal. Have an apple with that. Have three or four eggs. Have a glass of water, not fucking orange juice or some bullshit juice that has a bunch of sugar in it or a glass of milk with a bunch of sugar in it or a cup of coffee. I don't care. Have a cup of coffee. Use sweeteners that are not sugar. Use stevia. Use monk fruit. I don't like sweet and low or equal or any of these other ones that have been proven to have bad side effects long term from high usage. So stick with the ones that are natural like stevia or monk fruit. Mid-morning, maybe you have um, one chicken strip, a chicken tender, or you find a protein bar that is low-fat and low-carb. It has none, no carbs or something, and it's just protein. Maybe for lunch, you're going to have six ounces of chicken and a third a cup of rice and a serving of some form of vegetable. Maybe you're going to have broccoli or asparagus or green beans. I don't give a fuck. I'm just giving you some examples. Later on, maybe your afternoon snack, real yogurt. Real yogurt? Tastes like shit. Sweeten it with stevia or monk fruit. Okay? Or maybe you could have another protein bar or something to get you by through your mid-afternoon snack. For dinner, eat six ounces of steak. Have a big salad, spinach salad, you know, and uh, put some stuff on it you like. Maybe some diced almonds, um, a vinaigrette of some sort for a salad dressing because we're trying to stay away from high-calorie, high-fat ones like ranch. For snacks, learn to eat. Maybe at night you're used to grabbing a bag of chips or... Um, ice cream or some bullshit like that that's 500 or 1,000 calories that you're down on before you go to sleep. Good God. Change that shit. That is one of the most horrible habits ever. Switch it up to sugar-free pudding or sugar-free Jello, where you're getting 10 to 50 calories out of a couple one of those and that's it. That's your snack. You want anything else? Learn to fucking suffer. Go to sleep and wake up in the morning and be excited about your breakfast. Come on, man. If you don't change these habits, these habits own you. You are the bitch of these habits. They will rule you and ruin your life. And it will be a life cut short and dramatically held back by the fact that you will be overweight, out of shape, in horrible health and that's that's going to impair you from living the life that you want to live with your kids or your grandchildren or just the life that you want to live don't you want to be banging it out doing whatever the hell you want to do riding a bike going hiking on some trails going on vacation rowing a boat swimming somewhere Whatever, when you're 70, 80, 90 years old, instead of being a fucking cripple in a wheelchair that somebody has to push around and watch you fucking drool on yourself because you wanted to eat Twinkies your whole fucking life. I mean, come on. I'm, just, I'm being harsh, but I'm being real at the same time. It's a cumulative effect. If you keep not taking care of your body, it's going to turn around and slap the shit out of you somewhere in your life. So take care of yourself. Love your body. It will love you back. And there's no better feeling than when you do get in great shape and you are healthy, you will say it's all worth it and you will love learning this way of eating and you will enjoy it for the rest of your life.
once you have done it and received the benefits. For the rest of your life, you will do it and you will happily do it and you will be a billboard shining for health and fitness and wellness and everybody will look to you want to know what you're doing and you can share that wealth with somebody else and help change their life too like I'm trying to do with you right now. So make that change. Make that difference. Burn that fat. Be a healthier person. I love you guys out there in podcast land. Please share this podcast if you enjoyed it with a friend or family member. I always ask because that's what's going to help this thing grow. And leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Some of the other podcast providers do let you leave reviews too. But Apple, definitely, if you're on there, give me a five-star if you feel like I deserve it. I would uh, greatly appreciate it. And on Anchor. Lots of the podcasts you people are listening to have a link over to Anchor where you can actually subscribe to be a sponsor for the podcast. And oh, how I would appreciate you being a sponsor to help keep this boat afloat so I can keep putting these podcasts out, putting my effort and energy into making this better and doing more every week. You can start as low as a dollar a month. That's all I would ever ask of you. If you feel like doing five or ten dollars a month, I cannot thank you enough for it from the bottom of my heart. If if you want to give a dollar, you want to give ten. I will be grateful no matter what. Thank you. So take care, everybody out there. Much love to you, and I will catch you on the next episode of Keeping It Real. This is Jay Scott signing out for now. See you later, folks. Goodbye. Keeping It Real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all this at your own risk.